And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the savvy Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a detective episode of Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator, starring William Gargan from 1955. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs. A Hollywood 360 listener contestant, and I will try to name that tune. And they're all about Olivia Newton-John, right, Lisa? That's right. I've got some great songs from Olivia Newton-John, so we'll see what you know. Well, here's the thing. We had a caller, and I don't know, that caller dropped out. So um, whoever wants to call and play the game right now, dial quickly 312-642-5600. We're looking for a caller because our caller dropped off. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. No matter what you do, you're going to still win a five or a four CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. All right, so... so um, we'll start. I want to start? Sure, we'll right, start. And, sure? and if somebody calls in and they want to play the game... I'm then sure we'll someone will call in. in. We have uh, 100 radio stations across the country. All right. You so want to somebody just, wants to call you want and play. Wait or you 312-642-5600. We've got a caller, so let's put them on. Oh, Let's say hi go. to him. Just put him right on. All right. So uh, Olivia Newton-John, right? That's right. Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, you said that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I'm watching uh, TV and I'm flipping through and Grease is on, I, I, all right, I just cannot well, lately, turn the channel. There's been a lot of songs and a lot of her movies. Yeah. That, um, all right, Larry. Hi, Larry. You got Larry. Hi, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Hey, good. Hi. Thanks for calling in, Larry. How are you? I got lucky. Yes, you yeah, did. I listen to your show every week. Larry, we got you lucky. so entertaining. Thank uh, you, Larry. Larry, we got lucky because we lost a caller, but we got you. That's so, right. Uh, we're glad that this is how it was meant to be. That's and, right. And uh, this is all about Livia Newton-John. And Carl's going to need a little assistance, so we're counting on you I for don't that. know anything about uh, Livia Newton-John songs. Well, um, I'm here to educate so, you. So, here we go, So, Larry. I'm going to play the first song, and as soon as you... I'll walk uh, you. I'll walk you through. There you go. Thanks, as soon as you buddy. know the Thank title, you, shout it out. I Here's- like this Larry guy, man. I like Larry. Yeah, but although this is a competition, so right. let's go. <laughs> Hopelessly devoted to you. Yes. Oh, what he said. Sorry, buddy. What? You assured me that you didn't know any songs. Well, it's from Greece. This is from Greece. Hopelessly so, devoted to you. Uh, 1978. It reached number three on the Billboard chart, and she performed this song 
at the Grammy Awards in 1979. That's probably the only one I'm getting, Larry. Don't worry about it here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that, that was quick. It was. Larry, where are you calling from? Just so we can... Where are you calling from? Just a what, uh, Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. Wow. Somebody's got to be here. Otherwise, they wouldn't have that name. That's right. Oh, Larry, gosh. what's your favorite restaurant in Sarasota? Yeah. Oh, uh, that would have to be Longhorns, I'm afraid to say. Longhorns? I've never been there. Longhorns? It's a steakhouse. Oh, it's a good one. Good steakhouse. Always yeah. Always get the filet. Always it's the outstanding. Filet. It's outstanding. All right. You know, Larry, right. I go to Sarasota every year a couple of times. So yeah. Pretty well versed around there. All right. Uh, next song released in 1981. Uh, let's get physical. Yes. What is it? Physical. Oh, yeah. physical. Physical. Released right. on her album called Physical. So here's a little tidbit. Yeah. Did you know this song was originally offered to Rod Stewart? Really? Yes. Um, it also was offered to Tina Turner, um, but uh, here we are with Olivia Newton-John. It was an immediate hit, and it was certified platinum. Wow. Uh, Let's get physical. Yeah, wow. Physical, physical. I want to get physical. <laughs> <laughs> body talk. Physical. Your body talk. Physical. Larry knows his right, stuff, man. So far, so good. You always, feel, you always feel compelled to, uh, to try to do what you want. Yeah, I know. I love to sing even though I know I stink at it, but I still love it. I still love to <laughs> well, do it. Well, you're still waiting for the record deal, so. It, it keeps you from getting older faster. That's right. That, That's that right, help. Larry. All right, next song. And the more out of key you are, the better people like it. <laughs> well, then they must be loving it. <laughs> All right, the next song, 1974. Oh, it's the drunk chick in the bar. <laughs> Else to go. It's a nice slow song that kind Carl likes. I don't know the name of it, It's uh, from the album, If You Love Me, Let Me Know. If I tell you something before or something like that, tell you. Not exactly. I love you. It's called I Love You. No. No? Yeah, see? She says I love you. She does. I honestly love you. I thought it was out. It's I Honestly Love You. I Honestly Love You is the title. I got it, right? I think so. Yeah. Did you get it, Mike? Mike, did I get it? You got it. I think you got it. I honestly love you. Um, when it was first oh, thanks, released Lisa. in Australia, it was I love you, I honestly love you. But here it was shortened to I honestly love you. Huh. And um, this this song won Record of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Performance from a Female at uh, the Grammy Awards in I'm, 1975. I'm actually shocked that I've gotten any of these right. I'm I shocked. I feel like you know them all. You just don't necessarily know what they're called. I mean, yeah. they all are so familiar. You've it, heard them so many times right, in your life. You know. True. And I true. know you don't love the slow songs. And no. this is very slow. Yeah. It's like painfully slow. <laughs> and it's romantic, which is your type oh, as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> slow and romantic Ugh. is a true Carl song. Ugh. All right. Uh, changing gears here, 1980. Xanadu. 
Yes. Xanadu. What? What? What is what? going on with me? How did what? you know that? I took Prevagen before no, the show. No, come here. How did you know that? I swear to you. I know it just hit me. Xanadu. <laughs> okay, so it's from the soundtrack of the film Xanadu. How did I know that? Did you say Xanadu earlier? No, never. No, this is uh, performed Larry, by Olivia Newton-John. Larry, how, and, did, I, Larry, how yeah. did I know that? I don't know. And ELO. Sonic, dude. Gosh. This huh? is instrument, instrumentation I've by ELO. This, I remember the song. I used to run out of the disco and then play it. Oh, yeah. Xanadu. I, I disco Xanadu. did this, too. Can you spell it, Carl? Z-A-N-I-D-U. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Xanadu. It starts with an X, but you're really Xanadu. close. Xanadu. Did you know that, Carl? What? It starts with an X. An F? X. Oh, X. I said that. <laughs> yeah. It's not with a Z? It's not. Oh. That's why I asked you. <laughs> no, it's an X. She I set me it. up to fail. That's right. She All loves right. to set me up to fail. <laughs> All right. The next song, 1975. Another slow one. Come on, Larry. I honestly love you. No, we did that one already. They all sound the same to me. That was two songs ago. I was like you. Right. I was like you. Let's sing until we get to the chorus. There was a day just. Oh, have you ever been mellow drinking? Yeah. Have you never been mellow? That's Have exactly you never been right. Mellow? Yeah. Uh, nominated for best pop vocal performance at the 18th Grammy Awards. Wow, there. Good one. I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by both of you. Wow, listen to that voice, huh? She can really I hit the high. I thought that was you singing. I thought that was you singing that call. She's crying. Have you never been mellow? Tied up. All right, there's one song oh, left. Oh man, Larry, we're tied now, up. This Larry, is the hold tiebreaker on. here, buddy. Carl's gonna know yeah. this song. So Uh-oh. hold on, you ready? Oh, let's go. Oh my god, my girlfriend made me go watch this movie. Yeah. What's the name of the song from Greece? I don't know. You don't know? No. Larry, do you know? She nearly drowned. I'm working on it. <laughs> Splashing around. Summer oh, summer days or something. It's right? summer nights, but summer I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, summer nights is absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, Larry got it. And we've got John Travolta and Olivia oh, Newton-John here. Carl was holding back. No, no he wasn't. No, 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 that no, let me tell you something. No, I wasn't. Carl does not hold back. No, he likes to be the winner. No, I promise you. I really didn't know it, Larry. I of really course, didn't. this was 1978, a massive hit. Yeah. We made out under the dark. We stayed up till 10 o'clock. Uh, hey, Larry. 
have, wow. have such different uh, oh, memories of great, what actually right? happened. That. So great. <laughs> that's true. All right, so here's the thing, Lair. You got to stay on the line when we hang up here because Mike needs to get your address. I want to send you a uh, four CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. You're a great player, and cool. I really appreciate you calling, buddy. Thank you so much. Hey, man, I had a really good time. I enjoy you guys' show every week. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, man, keep it up. I will. Stay Thanks, on the Larry. Thanks. Stay Great on talking the line. to you. Right. Okay, buddy. Take All care. Right. Bye, guys. Barry Craig, confidential investigator, coming up next. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Barry Craig, confidential investigator. This was your man. When you couldn't go to the cops and you needed some help, boy, I'll tell you. William Gargan, deep-voiced William Gargan, played Barry Craig. This uh, series ran on NBC from 1951 until 1955. He was a laid-back private eye working out of New York. And uh, Ralph Bell portrayed his associate, Lieutenant Travis Rogers. And there was the best New York actors on this, Elspick Eric, Santos Ortega, Arnold Moss, Joseph Julian. Blake Edwards wrote and directed a 1952 TV pilot, but it was unsold. Um, but the radio series, very popular. This is uh, this episode's called Sweet Larceny, and it stars William Gargan from March 2nd, 1955. Here's part one of Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. William Gargan stars as Barry Craig. Confidential Investigator. Exercise can be beneficial or it can kill you. One guy I know walked himself to death. But still it figured, seeing that the walk he took was the last mile. National Broadcasting Company presents William Gargan in another transcribed drama of mystery and adventure with America's number one detective, Barry Craig, confidential investigator. Barry Craig speaking. In these supersonic times with the great wide world shrinking to the size of a pretzel, crime, uh, crime is global. Chase a hood across New Jersey and you're likely to catch him in Botany Bay or in Algeria or Madagascar. In view of all this, the cablegram on my desk one merry morning didn't surprise me a bit. It had been dispatched from mid-ocean. The dateline read S.S. Shalimar. The text of it said, Arriving Friday, 6 p.m. Please see to arrangements for armored truck at pier for safe transfer of the priceless Barbary tomb relics. You were highly recommended by an official of the Cairo police. Signed, Oscar Melamed. Priceless cargo of anything generally brings out the worst in people. And this one was no exception. Hello? Mr. Craig? And this is? I'm Lisa Barnum. I'd like to discuss something with you. Something extremely important. Capital letter B? Capital letter B? B for the Barbary collection. Why, you're uncanny. Yeah. 
I learned the art of divination from one note Oleo Myers. One note Oleo Myers? Yeah, a trombone player in the T-Bone Casino Philharmonic. Go ahead. Finish your joke. Oleo always knew on Friday he was going to get canned Saturday. Can we meet and talk as soon as possible? Well, why not? I'll come to your place. No, I'll come to your place. But I'd much rather... I prefer women in their natural habitat, doll. It uh, helps cement a truer understanding. Lisa Barnum lived in a building that had a taxidermist in the downstairs store. While I looked for her doorbell in the row of eight bell pushers, a stuffed chimpanzee came out of the taxidermist to stick a gun in my ribs. Looking for somebody? Yes, I am. Lisa Barnum. You're calling on her. I confess. Then you're with me from now on. Your gun says. My gun says. You see that green and gold job over there? Mmm, stazzy. Well, take a spin in it. You and me. Vertically? Hmm? Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean sitting up. You got quite a grasp of the English. No, no. <laughs> you won't be sitting up. I won't? You'll be laying down. Uh, turn to his side a little, huh? Uh, this much? Yeah, yeah. I like hitting them on the side of the ear. Every man to his taste. No yelling now when you get it. I'll try to be a gentleman about it. We don't want to be scaring people. <laughs> Too, with my left ear as big as Dumbo the elephant's. I tried stretching my legs to see how the old blood was circulating. And I knocked over what sounded like a garbage can. I reached a hand out in the pitch dark to get the feel of my surroundings. Almost strangled a cat. I tried getting my bearings by scent... My lungs began to choke up from what smelled like a poison gas barrage. (coughs) 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 I hate saying the obvious, but where am I? In a cellar. And where are you in this blackout? Over here, sitting on a box. Why? Why not? That stumps me. (coughs) Say, where's that mustard gas blowing from? (laughs) You really disapprove of my cologne. When I get it in lethal doses. How do you feel? Mainly perplexed. Perplexed? The answers are simple, really. They always are when you know them. So inform me. Here? You know a better location? Mertz's drugstore, just down the block. You'll want penicillin ointment on that ear before it infects. Here. Here. I'll help you up. I've always relied on the kindness of women, Lisa. You no doubt are Lisa Barnum. Yes, I am Lisa Barnum. In Mertz's, I got one ear swabbed and taped while Lisa bent my other ear. I saw you assaulted on my stoop. I was upstairs at the front window. What's your floor? Second. I ran down to the street to see you thrown into that man's automobile. That man being? Why, I don't know. I hailed a taxi cab and followed you. Why? Why? 
What would you have me do? Well, yell police, good and loud. If you were really alarmed about me. Uh, however, go on with it. You were carried into that cellar and abandoned there. When it was safe, I... You joined me? Yes. Oh, my heroine. Hmm, you are an irritating man. Time out while I check through my pockets. Well? Is anything missing? Uh, something is. Your wallet? No. Then, uh... A cablegram I got this morning. A cablegram? Don't play dumb. All right, I won't. A cablegram telling you where and when Oscar Melamed would arrive. Oscar Melamed and Precious Cargo. The man who assaulted you was after the information. Obviously, and he's got it. And what are you after, baby? It's a long story. Well, try condensing it into a few words. All right. Our family name was Barbary. Before it was changed to Barnum. I get the emphasis. My uncle, Dexter Barbary, was an Egyptologist. He spent his entire mature life in search of tomb relics. Uh, you make him sound dead. He vanished without a trace two years ago. Well, where was he then? In Alexandria, Egypt. My last contact with him was a letter he sent me. I, I have the letter here, if you'd care to read it. Oh, later. But meanwhile, you brief me on the contents of it. The letter states that he'd come upon a priceless collection of Byzantine tomb relics. That he was registering them in his name, Barbary, as the Barbary Collection. And? And period. And of Uncle Dexter? Yes. And you suspect foul play? I believe he was murdered and that his collection was stolen. I see. Are you the last known living Barbary? If Uncle Dexter is dead, yes, I am. Uh, finish what's on your mind. The tomb relics rightfully belong to me. So sue for them. Sue? <laughs> Should I really be so proper, Mr. Craig? Only sue the man who caused my uncle's murder? The accused being my current client. Oscar Millamed. Well, now answer me this. How did you know the Barbary collection was on board the SS Shalimar en route to here? Uh, I... I don't care to disclose my sources of information. Then you can never be my client. Why can't I be? Secretive clients worry me. I always imagine they're taking my head size. Taking your head size? So the dunce cap will fit nice and snug. Oh, that was uh, very cute there, huh? See, dunce cap. Remember the dunce caps when you were in school? Well, it was our gym teacher, our PE teacher, that they would used never to put do a that dunce now. cap Can you imagine? on somebody. Can you imagine? They wouldn't even you know what, think Carl, about doing that now. They shouldn't have thought about no, doing it just, then either. I'm saying it was dumb it then. Was, right. It's dumb, dumb then. Now? And it's dumb now. It's just I mean, that, to you take know, a kid and to put a dunce cap on them. Actually, at every... Somebody came up with that idea. Yeah, my PE teacher at school. Well, no, it wasn't your PE teacher that did it well, across the globe. she chose to do that after every That's class, just one terrible. kid gets, you know, if they forgot their uniform or they came in late or Raymond whatever. Burr would have never done that to well, anybody. I wouldn't do that. Anybody who respects I children mean, or adults wouldn't cap. do that. It's oh very disrespectful. God. I mean, you don't see that in schools anymore, no, I wouldn't think. No, because it's disrespectful. You don't see paddles anymore either. Oh, no. I did get paddled in school, though. What? I, oh, yeah. You got oh, yeah. I got paddled, school? too, actually. I got paddled what? in school. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, absolutely. My teacher had a stash of paddles. Oh, yeah. What? what? Oh, yeah. Are you, like, in the dark ages? What? I no, didn't know yeah. that was... Oh, yeah, no. 
And uh, I probably deserved it, though. I mean, yeah, but there's different ways kid. of handling things. All right, more of wow. more of Barry Craig after this. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. So you know what, Lisa? Next month in September will be the 51st month, 5-1, 51st month that we've done Classic Radio Club. you believe that, Mike? Classic Radio Club's been around for 51 years, months. Is. Pretty wild. Wow. And you know what? For sure, I have members, Classic Radio Club members, yep. that joined the very, the very first, first month. month. Yep. Yeah. I you still do. have members that have joined and received the CDs every single month. Because, you know, when we first started out 51 months ago, we didn't have the digital downloads. Right. It was only CDs. So you got five CDs in a collector case with a little booklet that had, uh, you know, very copious liner notes and all that good stuff. Um, and then, like, in the second year, one of my members said... You know, you really should have digital, too, because, you know, not everybody wants CDs. I mean, and I've always said that. Carl. Made a lot of sense yeah. to me. I mean, but when you say it, it doesn't, it doesn't make mean as, anything. No, it doesn't sure. make as much I understand. sense. So, but one of my listeners, now, right, now I'm listening. I mean, right. you know, now, you know. What do I know? And so this member was like, yeah, you should do it on digital, and, too. And there you go. And then so I did. Uh, of course. I hope you paid him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 51 months. And I cannot thank my members enough. I mean, and the members, all, almost all of the members have uh, come to the club through this show. So thank you for being a listener. Of course, even if you're not a member, thank you for listening to the show. And thank you for being Classic Radio Club member or a podcast subscriber. Your support is, it means everything. It's how we put the show on the air, along with some of our sponsors, of course, as well. But um, anyway, the club, Classic Radio Club, it's pretty cool, folks. If you're not a member and you might want to try it, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. You can join the club, and if you if it's not for you, you just cancel. There's no obligation at all. Um, we would never, you know, tie people into it or anything like that. We, we just want you to enjoy it. And you get 10 shows that are super, superior sound quality. Um, and, I mean, like, right off the master recordings, you get 10 shows every single month sent to you either on five CDs in a collector case or via digital download. You also get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show emailed to you each week. That's on every Monday. You get the full five-hour show. And now you also get Radio, radio Rarities. Rarity. Yeah, so... A lot of stuff for being a Classic Radio Club member. 
if you want to check it all out. We have a website, and it spells it all out. Just go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. You'll actually get, I mean, we did the math, 34 classic radio shows every month. That's more than one a day because you get 10 with the club. You get uh, 20 shows a month with the um, uh, with the radio show, Hollywood, Hollywood 360, 360, and then four additional shows every month Radio with Radio Rarities. Rarities. Right. So 34. So you'll have a show every day to listen to. You'll it's listen to for Classic Radio Lovers. That's right. Mm-hmm. ClassicRadioClub.com. All right. We're listening to Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator, March 2nd, 1955. So far, every single show that we've aired on this edition of Hollywood 360 has been 50s. in the 50s. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just a queen. Well, that's why I did the uh, music history. Oh, wait a all second. The 50s. So then, oh wow. So then, next hour, Halls of Ivy. That's from 1950. But then, in the fifth hour, we go to 1946. Oh, Carl. What did I do? Why didn't I keep them all in the 50s? What the heck? Jeez, anyway, we're listening to Barry Craig. This is called Sweet Larceny. Here's the conclusion. Friday, 6 p.m., found me on the pier where the SS Shalimar had docked as ordered. And also as ordered, I had an armored truck hired and standing by for the safe and orderly transfer of the Barbary collection. A guy in a red oriental fez who had introduced himself as Oscar Melamed stood with me, watching two giant-sized crates being loaded on the armored truck. I am grateful for your very conscientious services, Mr. Craig. Uh, Repeat that to yourself when you get my bill. Now, when the collection's all loaded, where does it go? I have given your driver written instructions. Don't call him my driver. I got the armored car service out of a telephone directory. I make no guarantees. The collection is to be stored in a vault. I have already made the arrangements. What's it all worth, Melamed, in round figures? Uh, Two, three hundred thousand dollars. Well, that explains the buzzards buzzing around. (laughs) Every thief in the world has plans to steal the Barbary collection. Well, we've got at least one native hood around, eager to liven up the competition. One? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there will be 20, Mr. Craig. You will see. Well, the uh, junk's loaded and bolted in, Melamed. You want me to ride on the truck? No. be a lot smarter if I did. The driver has his instructions. Let him go. We will remain here. Well, you're sure casual with 300 Gs, Melamed. I do not want you injured, Mr. Craig. That is why you remain here with me. Now, just what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, that sounds like there's something up your sleeve. Some nice hunk of oriental cunning. <laughs> Where is your police headquarters, Mr. Craig? Raymond and Sixth. Why? Let us go there together and await the report of the daring theft. Theft of the Barbary collection? Yes. The theft of the Barbary collection. <laughs> At police headquarters on Raymond and Sixth, we haunted the teletype machine. Completing our trio was a sallow cheeked sergeant named Joe Tuesday, who looked as if crime gave him an acid stomach. I've had dizzy characters popping into headquarters before. Hey, look it. Look it. What the ticker tape is saying. Huh? Oh, oh. Armored truck 
broke, seized by gang in machine gun raid at corners of Beaver and Howard. Driver and guard kidnapped. Order statewide alert. Well, you're a champ prognosticator, Melamed. With the hijacked armored car problem in the laps of the Metropolitan Police, Melamed and yours truly went for a spin in my jalopy. The joyride was his idea. Pier 17, Hoboken. You choose the proper approach, Mr. Craig. But first, you have an important thing to attend to. Like? Like the automobile behind us. See, in your mirror? Yeah. We're being trailed, all right. And only your custom. Familiar job, the one behind us. Green and gold convertible. You have seen it before? I'm getting a nostalgic twinge in my ear. The bum one. Well, shall we tangle with them or lose them? Lose them, of course. Fasten your safety belt. Before the green and gold job behind us gave up a hopeless chase, they sent out a signal of defeat. They are shooting at us. We're out of range, Malamed. And get your fingers out of my knee. But I'm nervous. Who isn't? Now wave a last fun goodbye to the boys. last on Pier 17, Hoboken, a banana boat was whistling hello to the USA. Ah, the Susie Cube. Well, why should a banana freighter give you that radiant glow of happy health, Melamed? Can't you guess, Mr. Craig? Yeah, I can at that. Sitting midst mountains of bananas aboard the Susie Q is a big piece of ancient Egypt. A Barbary collection. Dummy crates aboard the SS Shalimar... The real McCoy aboard the Suzy Q. <laughs> a necessary subterfuge. I'm sorry to have used you as a... Uh, decoy is the word. It's okay with me, so long as justice triumphs. But is justice triumphing, Melamed? I... I do not understand your question. I've got a suspicious nature. But you trust your own judgments. Yeah, I do that. And no offense intended. Mind you, but you personally don't come off too good in my judgment. You have doubts about my integrity? Swine that I am, yes. The ways of the East are perhaps strange to the West. $300,000 spells bonanza even in the Hindustani tongue. But I am the owner of the Barbary collection. I've heard other points of view on that. Other points of view? Yeah. A doll named Lisa Barnum. Lisa Barnum Barbary. Niece of Dexter Barbary. Oh, I see. Now I understand the reason for your suspicion. It's only one of my reasons. Dexter Barbary was a guest in my country, an eccentric expatriate. What do you mean eccentric? A better word would be fool. An amateur Egyptologist and an uninformed one. The man was a vagrant, a mere professional beggar. But he registered a collection as the Barbary collection. The one now aboard the Susie Q there. A fraudulent registration, Mr. Craig. Barbary was in my employ as a gardener and chauffeur. He registered possessions belonging to me, Oscar Melamed. I have affidavits. Oh, uh, that's your story. Where is Barbary now? I can only repeat rumors. Like? His death was reported. He had contracted a disease in the Kilimanjaro Ranges. Kilimanjaro? What was Barbary doing in Hemingway's private ballpark? 
looking for fossil specimens. Now, if you will tell me what is your fee? Paying me off here and now, huh? Yes, Mr. Craig. You have been useful, but now you are useless. How much? Uh, peel off a grand, Sahib, in New York coin. I took the grand and copped off, but I didn't go too far from my ex-client. I was on his tail, automotively speaking, all the way from the Susie Q to a warehouse in Newark, where the Barbary collection was unloaded and stored. I made careful note of the address. In my office the next morning, business began to boom. The chimpanzee who loved toying with my left ear, he had a gun in each hand. Hey, there's only one of me, Buster. I carry two guns to balance the weight. I don't want one shoulder down lower than the other. Oh, I see. Remind yourself of something, Craig. Meaning? Where you went with Egypt when you shook my car yesterday. Oh, Pier 17, Hoboken. And then to where? I don't know. I got paid off and canned at the pier. Baloney. Slice it, please. A smart guy like you. Would know where $300,000 worth of loot is stored. Yeah, would know. Uh, mind if I pry into your character a little? What befoozles you about me? How a creep straight out of a Manhattan sewer got himself in the middle of a Cairo-Egypt conspiracy. <laughs> I got a friend on the lam in Egypt. Maxim Odessa, three-time loser, so he can't never come home. He sent me a letter. About the collection? Yeah, about. Then uh, you're freelancing? I got a few pool players in with me. On your way out, surrender your guns to Sergeant Joe Tuesday. Joe Tuesday? Where is he? In the lobby, running the elevator, on the back stairs, and on the roof. You know what an octopus Joe Tuesday is. You got cups staked out, huh? For your exclusive benefit, Buster. I'm a guy who takes pride in his ears. So I had sticks and stones. Oh, blast my way out. You'll make an unbeautiful corpse. Exit smiling, Buster. Imagine me walking into a cop's stakeout. Me, Ponjo. You're beginning to bore me. Skidoo now. After Ponjo, the 10th Avenue Arab, came Lisa. In top form, throwing curves at me. I thought over what you said. And? I decided to take your advice. And? <laughs> I engaged an attorney, the firm of Brendel, Kirtle, and Damhauser. You're suing Oscar Melliman? For the Barbary collection. We've already served papers. A summons and complaint. And a restraining order. Melamed is not to take the collection out of the country without consent of the court. What adjudication are you after? Sale of the collection and the proceeds of it to me. Three hundred grand, huh? Mm -hmm. Approximately. Lots of mink and banana royals. What about the alleged murder of your dear Uncle Dexter? There isn't much I can do about a murder done in Egypt or elsewhere. Yes, there would be the jurisdictional problem. Now, uh, you want to inspire trust and confidence in me? Yes, so very much, Barry. 
Mm, I wondered when you'd begin to coo Barry at me. You wondered? Yeah. A doll finds her lie is showing. She brings sex appeal into the breach. It's not as old as sin, baby. It's older. What do I have to do to prove my utter good faith? Prove you really had an amateur Egyptologist uncle named Dexter Barbary. Prove? I... You don't think I... I made him up? Didn't you? Why, why, if this isn't... Mr. Craig, do you often have whams on your head? Only when my feet ache. Let's talk about the morning's news, huh? The, uh... Barbary collections on every front page. So it is. So what? Oh, million-dollar news break, figuring the space and pictures. And here, a feature interview with Oscar Melamed. How his oriental ingenuity baffled every raffles from Tibet to Hoboken, New Jersey. But it all does qualify as big news. Or does it mean something else to your warped mind? It does, doll. But I won't tell you. Not until I tell it to Oscar Melamed first. Now, uh, try sitting on my lap. I'll toss you out of the window. Well, well you're nothing but a, a stick of wood. Oh, I'll just bet you tell that to all the boys. Melamed had company when I found him. Company just about to leave. Distinguished, middle-aged, black Homburg. The type American tycoon with nervous money and a collector's itch. I caught their parting words. Then I'll assume it's agreed, Mr. Melamed. We are in complete harmony, Mr. Cartwright. You drive a hard bargain, but uh, <laughs> I can afford it. Good day. Good day, Mr. Cartwright. Uh, tell me, uh... Which Cartwright is it, the, the banker or the steel baron? Mr. Cartwright is in oil. Marinated in your special brand of oil. Why have you come here? Putting it bluntly to stymie a bunco game. A bunco game? <laughs> no, what absurdity. The trash you're trying to palm off as treasure. You call the Barbary Collection trash? I do. And all the hijinks and publicity around it is only a build-up for susceptible suckers. What you're really selling them is a collection of newspaper headlines... Publicity has him so dazzled he won't remember to inspect the merchandise. Oh, I see you stopped laughing. Okay, if I bore you with the details of your fraud? I'm listening. Thanks. Lisa Barnum's in with you, a full partner in the swindle. Her phony uncle routine, and now the lawsuit against you is just more stage dressing. Like that armored car and the two fighters. All more bait for suckers. And the gangsters? Are they also full partners with me? No, no. The mob was on its own. Flies around honey, or what they thought was honey. But all grist for your scheme. The shenanigans of the mob got you more juicy headlines. Helped make trash really look like treasure. Now, uh, you going to take a rest gracefully? Or are you the type who blows his fez? <laughs> Despite these circumstances, Mr. Craig... <laughs> I am forced to admire you. Well, thanks for saying it. It's what I live for. The goodwill and admiration of my clients. After all, man doesn't work for bread alone. You have been listening to William Gargan in another exciting transcribed mystery drama... 
from the adventures of Barry Craig, confidential investigator. Tonight's story, Sweet Larceny, was written by John Robert. Next week, it's the strange story of Corpse on the Town, about which Barry Craig has this to say. In Corpse on the Town, death rewrites the script of a Broadway show when a bachelor producer becomes a widower in two easy stages, marriage and murder. The National Broadcasting Company has just brought you an NBC Radio Network production with William Gargan, starring as Barry Craig, confidential investigator. Directed by Andrew C. Love, our cast included Edith Terry, Lou Krugman, Jan Arlen, and Jonathan Hope. Join Groucho Marx for You Bet Your Life tonight on the NBC Radio Network. We had a deeper voice, that guy right there, or me? At least, huh? It's about the same, I think. Uh, he was, man, that guy, I don't know who that is, because it doesn't say who the announcer was, but he had a deep voice. Well, you could learn to deepen your voice. Barry Craig, confidential investigator. Oh, that sounds good. Huh? Mm-hmm. Sweet larceny. Sweet larceny. Starring William Gargan. Is that the lowest you can go? <laughs> it's about it. It's about it. It's about it. Um, anyway, that was a good show. Um, I like I like the Barry Craig Confidential Investigator series. March 2nd, 1955. Hope you enjoyed that time for this month in music history. We're going back to the 1950s, as you have with most of the radio shows of the evening. This song was released in 1958. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. It is not. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? This is performed and written by Bobby Darren. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So it was also written with a guy named Murray Kaufman, who bet Bobby Darren that he could not write a song that began with the words, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. And sure wow. enough, this was his first hit, reached number three on the pop charts. Hear the trombone there? I the, do. The trombone. Sounds like a trumpet. Big bang, I saw the whole gang. Dancing on my living room rug. Man, great Good stuff, I know. You know, I'll bet you this was such a big hit with the kids, right? Sure. And remember the game Twister? Of course. I could see, like... Playing Twister and listening to this song, you know, and drinking a strawberry soda <laughs> with some ice cream and a cherry. There you go. Right? That's right. I'm going to go with some uh, grape soda. That used to be my favorite. <laughs> Welch's grape soda. Wow, this is Bobby Darren? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, very cool, Lisa. Yeah. All right, thanks. When Good we work. come back, it's more of Hollywood 360, so don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's a comedy on the Halls of Ivy, starring Ronald and Benita Coleman from 1950. We'll also play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition, right? That's right, and I've chosen songs that I call bad songs. Bad songs? They're all just bad songs. Wow. Yeah, and I who mean, deemed them I bad? I do. Oh, Lisa Wolf. Deemed by the me. The Deemer. Just on a bad song. You are the deemer. I'm the deemer of bad songs. All right. We'll see you soon. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.